All right, we are back at the Two TV Sports Posh and Jerry podcast. I got Jerry here by my side as always. And today we've got a great pod for you guys. We've got host and author of the Tuesday Morning Blitz article and podcast. Go check it out at twotvsports.com as well as the Love Letters to Baseball podcast and Twitter account. Go check that out. Jackson Roberts is in the house. They're here to talk all things football. Let's freaking go. It's good to have you here, J-Rob. Boys, this is uh, this is kind of emotional for me. This is where the podcasting roots originally started out almost one year ago to date. And uh, back on the line talking some football and not having to edit this podcast myself, I can tell you, is such a joy just being able to pop on get the takes out and pop off. Um, so dearly looking forward to it. So I don't want to delay us any further. Let's get into it. Yeah, man, no worries. That's what I'm here for. Thrilled to have you back on. It's been too long, honestly. I love your football takes, breaking it down. Uh, and you can help me out this week because my locks and upsets have been awful the first two weeks. So I'm here to get that sorted out. Uh, I know you like to give your celeb picks. Maybe you can talk me out of some of mine that I'm, I'm leaning towards this week. We'll see. I mean... Uh, it's hard to stop stupid, Jerry, as much as, as, much as I'd love <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, no so. arguments here on that one. That's true. Well, That's your true. boy's three for four on this pick, and uh, I've got two more for you guys, so stay tuned for those at the end of the podcast, the lock and upsets of the week. Before we get into NFL real quick, Jerry, I just wanted to bring up, I'm still fired up off that Ducks win at Ohio State. We went into, into Columbus, took care of business, ranked third in the country, and we'll have a college football pod coming up here soon can't wait for that one but uh let's get let's get to the nfl unless you got something quick about the ducks Jerry. yeah real quick dude no cave on thibodeau no justin flow our two defensive players i was texting you and drew in the group chat there's no way we're going into columbus winning this game we pulled it out i uh, unbelievable like words can't even put it you know into into context but yeah maybe once we figure that out we'll circle back to a little college college pod um, but yeah, let's, let's get into this NFL season because, uh, I mean, obviously I'm going to try and sneak in the pats right off the top here. I don't think we know if they're good or bad. So I'll, I'll, I'll throw you that out there because, uh, we lost to the dolphins fumbled at the very end, should have won that game and beat the jets handily, but I don't think the jets are any good. I think we could have won by a lot more. Um, so I don't really, I don't really, I like, I like my team, but I don't have a great sense of how good or not good we are yet. Interesting. Well, if I could jump in here, I think the Patrick, I think the Pats are good and not great. I think they're right on the right on the precipice of being a team that can compete. I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think yeah. they're going to be a wild card team. That's where I have them. I I think I think we're winning nine to eleven games somewhere in that range. I think Mac Jones is going to sit right around that seventy percent completion rate. Not going to throw for a ton of yards. He's definitely not going to turn the ball over that much. So I like yeah. that that he's making smart decisions because there was a there was a toss play or not a toss a reverse back to him where he could have thrown deep to the end zone and our receiver's open, but he chose to check it down. So although like occasionally you do want to see the deep ball, you want to see that shot. I like that he's being careful with it because you know turnovers cost you ball game. Yeah, and my concern is that their offense is going to be very yak dependent. You know they're going to have they're going to be trying to get Aguilar and Bourne and. Uh, even Johnu Smith, it looks like in space and trying to get them to create yak. And I'm just not a hundred percent confident that that's a good strategy, especially against teams with elite defenses. And you're going to see a few of those in the AFC if you're going to try to go anywhere in the playoffs. So that's got to be your most major concern right off the bat. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the Bills are still the clear favorite in the division, unfortunately. Our strategy is run the ball, play solid defense, you know, play action, kind of a similar to the Titans game, you know, still protect Mac Jones as he's a rookie. Um, Tosh, we can move on. So, so, no, 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 no. We're not moving on. I got some takes. Before the season, I was hearing all this stuff about how the Pats are going to go to the Super Bowl and uh, how, how Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. And uh, I was never buying into that. So my first question for you two Pats fans is, were you guys buying into that? And, and my second question is, if you guys were buying into that, how, does, uh, how, how are you guys feeling after a loss to the Dolphins who proceed to get smacked by the Bills? Okay, let me pause you right there. I'm, the words the Mac Jones will be Tom Brady or is just like Tom Brady have never come out of my mouth. I say he's shown flashes. I may have said it at one point off camera. He's shown flashes of Tom Brady-esque like plays. But I, I didn't ever say that we were going to have Super Bowl expectations this year. I think they're building for something next year and the year after where they can be Super Bowl contenders. I never once said we were going to be Super Bowl contenders this season. I do think we're going to make the playoffs. Also, nobody watched that Dolphins game and was like, oh, man, the Dolphins are just the better team today. Like, yeah, a loss is a loss, and n- neither of us are happy that they took the L and had the bad fumble at the end there. But if you play that game specifically 10 more times, I think we're winning at least eight of them. So it was a, you know, you hate to use the phrase moral victory in the NFL because there's absolutely no such thing. But from the standpoint of like knowing that we probably got the right guy and that he's going to be, you know, around here for a while and doing things the right way. I, I think that first performance from Mac and what we saw from the defense was, I don't know. I was, I was not as upset as I usually would be after a one point loss in the NFL. No, yeah. I mean, and Mac Jones is not the issue. I, I think that you guys got that pick, right? Um, so, I mean, I, I can understand the optimism from you Pats fans, but what I've been saying the whole time is that I don't, I, I don't think Mac's the problem, but I don't think the rest of your guys' team is, like, that good. Uh, and kind of what you were saying, J-Rob, about the offensive weapons. I mean, you're talking about Johnny Smith and Aguilar and Bourne. Like, then you're going against Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, and Jacoby so. Myers. I should have thrown Jacoby Myers out there for sure. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be an explosive offense. It's going to be a, a ground and pound time of possession control offense. hundred uh, percent. Sometimes that is okay. what threatens. Sometimes that is what threatens the chiefs though. I will say not that it's going to look that. a lot like a scaled down version of the Tennessee Titans offense. It's essentially and, that. And you know, the way that you beat the chiefs is you keep them off the field. So I'm not saying we're going to beat the chiefs, but a hypothetical best version of this Pats team is the blueprint where you maybe have a chance. And I don't think we will, but that is, that is the blueprint is controlling the clock for as long as possible and keeping Mahomes off the field. Yeah. How about the, uh, the two teams in the AFC that are still undefeated? Uh, you've got the Raiders and Broncos. I mean, two and O teams, you've got it with seven teams in the playoffs. You got a good shot at making the playoffs. At least do we think that either of these teams is legit? Cause personally, I don't. Well, first of all, they're both going to be three and zero because the Raiders are probably playing Jacoby Brissett this week. And even if it's Tua, I don't think the Raiders are losing to the Tua at home. And then Tua's fresh. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it so far. All, yeah, all those plays against Tua, the Pats. Yeah, Tosh, every time, every last. play against the Pats that worked was so like pre-scripted and, and gimmicky. And every time he had to make a throw on third and eight, you just knew he wasn't going to. 
But yeah, he's and then the Broncos, the Broncos play the Jets this week. So they're not losing that. And starting 3-0 in a 17-game season is pretty monumental. So I don't believe either of these teams is legit, legit. But So is, is, is this the part of the pod where I get to make fun of the Jets once again for picking the wrong quarterback and Zach Wilson being a bus? Is this, is this where I sneak that in? Uh, we can get back to Broncos Raiders all day yes. long. But I mean, the Jets did it again. This is incredible. I mean, they literally couldn't get a pick right in the first round if they tried. And even if they you didn't, see, Jerry, they want to trade. <laughs> you see, I, I think if Wilson and, and Mac Jones switch places, you guys would be on this pod raving about Zach Wilson. So I'm not writing him off just yet. But uh, the Jets are pathetic. Very you, pathetic. Did you see the list of four completions for a game and four picks? It's him, Mark Sanchez. And uh, it was like Mark Brunel. I'm forgetting the other guy, but it's like a terrible thing. It was Alex Smith, who was good. Um, but I mean, you don't want to be on, on that very short list of four picks, yeah. four completions in a game. That's all right. Let, let's let's stick on with the with the AFC though. I mean, the AFC North is looking pretty good with the Ravens. I kind of thought that they would not be as good this year, and then they just proceed to beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Steelers, who are my Super Bowl pick, and the Browns, who almost went into Kansas City Week 1 and, and beat them. So. so to start with the Ravens, I mean, I think they didn't have a fault because running backs we've seen in the NFL is a lot of plug-and-play. And in that offense, it's a lot of deception with who's getting the ball and where the ball actually is and if Lamar are going to keep it. I told you at the beginning of the year, Tosh, in the preview pod that I had the Browns coming out of the AFC North. I actually picked them to win the division, first time I think in my lifetime. And I still like that pick because they did almost go into Kansas City and get the dub. And the Ravens were at home, got the dub. That's fine. They have the leg up. But uh, I think the Browns and the Ravens are going to be neck and neck all season. I I think the Browns can edge them out. Back up for a moment, just please, because I I don't know if I was not texting Tosh enough in the offseason. I just couldn't filter out the completely insane thoughts that come into his head. But did Tosh just say the Steelers are going to be in the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I don't get that either. Let's at least circle Bowl. back on that. That's dude, Big Ben. It can't throw the ball. He can't move. He's he's so, a power back there. So yeah, Steelers are Steelers were my Super Bowl pick, and in that was I think they have the best roster in football. And the issue besides is Big quarterback, ben. which is the most important and, position. And I was I was hoping that with the new offensive coordinator, they were going to get Big Ben some easy throws and. Uh, yeah, he just, it, it, it just does not look great, but I'm, I hot do take. not, I, I am not writing them off yet. They went the into Steelers, Buffalo and won. I got a hot take for you, Tosh. The Steelers will be better at this point in time with Dwayne Haskins under center. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a believer in Dwayne Haskins. I know but we've covered it, neither I, am I, 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 but that's how, that's how bad think, Big Ben is. That's how bad I, he's been. I have been saying for years though, that the Steelers need to figure out some sort of backup plan at quarterback and they have not and it's going to cost them this year because Jerob, don't you think that i mean and they lost last week the Raiders, but tj watt was out for most of the, i think most of the game if not all of the second half all like, the second half for sure yeah no it's not uh, the problem ugh, the steelers aren't going anywhere guys <laughs> i hate to tell you i mean Why, they who's have, going they anywhere impressive, but the chiefs the browns and the ravens and the chiefs and the bills <laughs> Like I'd, I'd take four, the Chargers teams off the top that are better. I'd, I'd still take the Chargers over the, over the Steelers. Like every time Big Ben throws a 15 yard completion to a wide open receiver, Steelers Twitter reacts like they just want a ground war. And it's maybe twice a game. So it doesn't happen very often. I, I just don't, you don't win in this league with a 39 year old corpse who only eats red meat at quarterback. Like I just don't understand why 
they didn't have any sort of backup plan for the past five years, and now they've found themselves in this position with this phenomenal roster that's going to be held up by the guy under center. I think you guys are over overreacting to this last week. I mean, in the second half in Buffalo, Big Ben, they put up points. They win the Buffalo and won. Um, because they got a blocked punt and they had the best defensive effort in a single game that any team's going to have in the first half of the season. I don't big Ben's I think there's more in that for forever. I think there's more season. in that offense. I think they can involve Claypool more. I think Najee Dude, Harris there's no more that offense. Big ben can't get him the ball. I mean, there's no more that offense unless you put in another quarterback, like obviously yeah, Najee I mean, helps, but We'll see. I mean, they went, what what they go last year? 13 and three. I mean, yeah, they had a cupcake schedule. We literally all, all three of us sat here and said this nine and O Steelers team is the most overrated nine and O team. So how are you going to tell me? Okay. They won 13 games when we knew those cupcake first nine games didn't mean anything. They got their ass. Did you watch that same Bengals Monday night game? I did last season, Tosh. That's the Steelers. That's who you're still getting this year. All right. I mean, we'll see. I'm in on the Steelers. So who do you guys like in the AFC? I mean, I know you guys are big Chiefs fans. They I rattled off four teams. Night. I mean, if you want the team coming out of the AFC, the prohibitive favorites, the Chiefs, but I'm going to give you the Bills are better, the Browns are better, the Ravens are better, and the Chiefs are better. That's four teams. Okay, well, the Steelers just and the Raiders just beat them. <laughs> and the Raiders just beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh two days ago. Okay, yeah. well, the Pit- Pittsburgh beat Buffalo two days ago. I mean, it's a long season. The Steelers have one of the most talented rosters. If they get anything from Big Ben, I mean, there's sure, no you disagreement pick, sure here I that they have. The they absolutely, like, definitely sure. have a like, talented roster. They have talent everywhere on the defensive side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball, at running back, at wide receiver, except for the most important position at quarterback. And you need that to win, unless you're Trent Dilfer <laughs> with a stacked defense, like. It's just, I mean, or Nick Foles or any of a number of the Nick guys. Foles, the Nick been... Foles run is unexplainable to me still. I mean, unreal. I think it had a lot to do with their old line, actually, more so than their defensive line. But that's hey, hey, you know who you could put on this Steelers team and maybe give them a better chance to win this year? Probably Nick Foles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see what happens with Big Ben. He, he does not look great, and it, it's a long season. I think that offense might come together a little bit. Uh, all right. I mean, anything else in the AFC you guys want to talk about? I think it's more open than just the Chiefs coming out of it like chalk this year. I think other teams like the Browns and the Bills have closed the gap. I still think the Chiefs are and should be the favorite, but I think the gap's a lot close in the past two to three seasons that we've seen. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, I'd like to see the Bills play a little bit better on on the offensive side of the ball, even with the thirty-five point drubbing of Miami. I don't think we've seen their offense kick into full gear yet. And uh, I want to, I want more proof that Allen's still his 2020 self before I really consider them threats to take down KC and Cleveland is Cleveland. So uh, I, I need to see a full season of, of dominance from uh, the run game and, and be sure that I believe in their defense and that Baker's not going to mess it all up before I really am yeah, sold. Well, and, and I think yeah. the key to Cleveland, especially is health too. And I think and Jarvis, not that he's been, you know, laying the world on fire lately, but he's already injured this year. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge, huge fact. Obviously every season, the NFL injuries play a factor, but especially for the Browns, yeah. they have a shot. They got to stay healthy. And yeah. the, the exact reasons that you just said about the bills and Browns, Rob, is why I think the Steelers do a, uh, the Super Bowl, so uh, it's a long year, and it's only been two weeks. So I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen, a lot of things that can change. But uh, let's go over to the NFC, Jerob, and 
uh, Jerry, my, my conference, uh, and my team has we can start off there. My team's defense has looked terrible. Uh, we got a new defensive coordinator yeah, what else and is no one, no one knows what to do. So, um, we'll see how the defense meshes over the next few months and hopefully uh, it comes together for us, but, uh, we'll see. What do you guys think about the Packers? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every year we get one or two games first week of the season that we end up looking back on. And then we're just like, what was that? And it was pretty obvious even in the moment that that was going to be one of them, at least to me. Uh, I think Steelers bills may well end up being the second one of those games this year. And I just, I think, I think the pack are probably going to be fine, but I also don't think this is the same pack team we saw last year. And I think they, and and especially Rogers kind of feels like that was, that was a big swing and a miss. And it's hard to come back from that when you know, you had a chance to win it all just sitting right in front of you. Uh, to come back the following season with all the uncertainty hanging over Rogers head with the struggles of the defense so far. Um, I'm just, I'm just not as confident that this is a title contender, but as far as like the immediate future goes, like they're going to win that terrible division and they're going to be just fine for the next few weeks. Yes. Yeah. I would disagree with you that it's a different team. I think it's the same situation for the Packers this year where the defense is going to be terrible and Aaron Rodgers is going to carry them as far as he can carry them. Um, yeah, like you had that offseason, you know, hangover, not hangover, but the holdout that wasn't really a holdout. Aaron Rodgers cave. He still has Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and now AJ Dillon back there. Um, I mean, they moved the ball on offense. They're going to go, you know, as far as their defense lets them go, which isn't going to be the Super Bowl. I agree with J Rob that they're going to take the division. Bears clearly aren't contending. The Lions suck. I mean, I don't believe in Jared Goff at all. In Minnesota, I mean, ugh, there's no way. So yeah, definitely the Packers are going to win the division. We got to talk Minnesota at some point. Yeah, we should. I, we should do that now. We, while we're in the North. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. What do you do with them? Guys, Seriously, guys, that game broke my brain. It really yeah. did. I, you look at that box score, and and obviously Kyler had a big day, but when you get 170 total yards or whatever it ended up being out of Dalvin Cook, when you have KJ Osborne, who's your number three receiver, go off for 95 yards and a touchdown, and Honestly, Kirk's looked pretty good for the past, like, I don't know, 12, 13 games now. That game was just sitting right in front of them. And everybody wants to talk about the missed kick. I think we're we're burying the lead there, which is just that Mike Zimmer just got that defense sucks. It's it's a bad defense, I'll give you that. Uh, but just I, yeah, <laughs> Gosh, straight worst. to the point there, Minnesota, their defense sucks. I like that. Yeah, team. that's yeah, a good and, one. And it is bad. And Mike Zimmer's not used to having bad defenses still, even in year two of it, but a decision to not call a timeout, not go up and spike the ball not run a single other play in the last 40 seconds when you're on the 19 yard line is maybe the most inexcusable head scratcher we've had in TMB to date. And we've had a lot of them. And we talked about our head scratcher of the year last year in a key moment from Tasha's boy um, with, oh, uh, with oh, there. But 100%. I, I simply I simply can't fathom thinking that a 37 yard field goal to win the game is just automatic. And I don't need to gain a single extra yard. It so is this the coach that we're first putting on the hot seat for the 2021 NFL season? I mean, he's on it already for me. I mean, I think there's other candidates. I think so. Remember, yeah. I'm, I'm at, what I'm asking is who else is joining Mike Zimmer on the hot seat so far that you've seen this season after just two games. 
Can I put David Coley on the hot seat after just two games? Because he also broke my brain on Sunday. I mean, I don't think he – I mean, I understand <laughs> that, but I also don't think he's working much of a roster. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm joking. But hey, uh, side note, him deciding to punt on fourth and two when he could have had third and ten was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm going to throw out – I agree with you. I'm also going to throw out Urban Meyer. I think people in the building are getting sick of him, either by his choice or the teams. I think that this might be his only season in Jacksonville. Yeah, but somebody's getting fired in season. It's not going to be him. It's I think I think Zimmer is probably the the shortest odds right now. But the Vikings, you never know. They have talent, so they could win a couple. Uh, I think if the Bears just completely nosedive, I think Nagy's he's in the discussion. I think if something happens, Zach Taylor. Back, yeah, I think Zach. No, Taylor no, I don't think Zach Taylor. I don't think he's got do. a fair shake. His quarterback's gone down the year the year prior in Burrow. So I don't. I don't think that he's on the hot seat at all. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why he's on the hot seat though, because this is the off season that Joe Brady gets hired. And I think pairing Burrow with him is just too much of a temptation to pass up if the Bengals ownership can have it. So that makes more sense. I, just, I think his seat's definitely like a little bit cooler than uh, Zimmer's, but I mean, I, it's a fair argument. I just, I'm not in complete agreement with it right now. Yeah. And then the last one that I wanted to throw out there was, uh, shoot, I, I had it, but it's, uh, Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got job security on job security. Gosh, darn it. Why have you still, oh, they, seem uh, lose, they seem to lose the one or two of these games every year. Like, like where they, they, they should win. They're at home. They're playing Tennessee who's not great. Yeah. And they just, they they lose now they're gonna get instead of you know maybe getting a one or a two seed they're gonna they're looking more uh, closer down to the three or four they're gonna go on the road in the playoffs they're gonna lose and Russell Wilson's not gonna make the championship game again same thing I yeah no <laughs> maybe <laughs> at the, maybe at the end of the season you you're not some somebody's getting fired mid season the only other candidate yeah. and it came to my mind the only other candidate is if the cowboys completely nose dive i think mccarthy would would easily be on the hot seat considering how awful last year was for them that was a nice win that they had last week uh, in la and that was my lock of the week so i'll knock that one up on two in a row Gosh, um, you mentioned the, the key words. Does that take us to our lock and upset? Or what else we got to cover first? I'm, I'm antsy to get into it because I need a win. I need a win this week. Uh, I I wanted to talk a second about uh, Bucks Rams because they're playing this week, and to me, those are the two clear Super Bowl favorites at the moment. Uh, and I was I was wondering what your guys' takes on those two teams are. Hmm. I think I see them very. Like, I see them on a similar level, but I see them very differently, if that makes sense. So I think Tampa, you got big names left and right, star talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I think Brady is currently having one of those, like, I want to go 17-0 and throw 75 touchdowns type of seasons where he's not, he's not going to look past any given week it's foot on the gas all the time. There's no like saving it for the playoffs, which was clearly what was going on last year. This year is like, I'm coming out with something to prove every single week. And I think that should strike fear into the heart of pretty much anyone that's got to play against them. On the flip side, I think the Rams are maybe a team with a couple more limitations. They've, they, they can pretty much match up with Tampa on the defensive side for star power, but 
On the offensive side, as much as I love Stafford and I love, love, love Cooper Cup so far this year, um, they've got some injuries in the running game now, and I'm a little concerned that they don't have a third option in the passing game. You either need you need a tight end or you need a third receiver, like a slot guy, and I'm just not seeing that right now. So I'm a believer in I'm I'm really not. <laughs> I I can't say I am, unfortunately. I mean, he can be I just maybe an effective like every once in a while, like third and three. Like I mean, Higby's been option. solid. I'm gonna back Tosh up on this one. Higby's definitely a solid option for them. I don't know, man. I don't think he's a number three option. I think if you had a third receiver, then he'd be reasonably effective. But if you're doubling cup and maybe you put your best corner on woods, like you really think Higby's gonna get open for you on third and eight. I just I'm not sure I see it. Well, bun hook, I could see that. Easy money. <laughs> maybe Tyler Higby can feel free to go out and prove me wrong this year, but just for that one little hiccup there in the passing game, that's why I'm going to put Tampa as my one A to the Rams one B in the NFC right now. So I like that. Um, I agree with you that Brady is on a mission this season to just tear it up every single week, which I love to see. I'm sure, you love to see that too. The rest of the league fears that. Um, but that being said, I do have my Rams as the NFC representative in the Super Bowl this season. So. I don't care what the outcome is of this game. It's not my locker upset. Spoilers there. Um, because I have the Rams as my team in the NFC. So if they win, they get the inside track. If they lose this game, they have all season to get right, work themselves into better shape, think about that game, what it did to them, and overcome the hump. So I'm actually good with either way this game goes. I think it's going to be close. A knockdown, drag out, can't miss football game. The kind of games we live for. Um, Hopefully just as exciting as Chiefs Ravens was this past week. Yeah, I'm pumped for this game as well. And and uh with that, Jerry, getting to our locks and upsets of the week. I'm three for four this series this season. Jerry not hit one yet, so maybe maybe try fading his picks. This is or, the week. Or yep, this is the week where he gets hot and comes back to his average. Because we all know last year we made everyone some money. So um Jerry, do you want to go first, or should I go first, or should we let uh, our guest picker, J-Rob, go first? I think we should let guest picker, J-Rob, go first, then I'll go, because I need some sage advice from both you guys after the last two weeks. But uh, I'm ready to rock and roll here. Well, I'm not going to step on anyone's. You know, I, I recognize that you guys are doing this for, for the graphic and for the season. So I'll, I'll throw in some, some locks and some upsets at the end that I like. But if I'm going to put money on this week, um, it's going to be like, I love playing the hits and I love saying like, who can I trust to win me a game this week? And I'm, I'm looking at a six and a half point tease, which is something I always love to do where you bring the bills down to two. So, and that line's gone down, by the way, I have no idea why people are putting trust in Taylor Heineke to bring that line down, but it's currently sitting at eight and a half. So six and a half brings them down to two bills. Just have to beat Taylor Heineke at home by a field goal. And then you bring the Chiefs down to even. I, I just don't see the Chiefs losing three weeks in, or two weeks in a row. It's at home in Arrowhead. Mahomes is going to go nuts in this one. The Chargers, I mean, I mean Herbert, he's had a pretty decent start to the year. But at the same time, like I think you'd like to see more. So maybe that's the one thing that scares me is me betting against you guys' favorite little boy, Justin Herbert. But uh, I don't see the okay. Chiefs two weeks in a row. It's just not going to happen. So six and a half point tees minus 120 to win 100 on probably my two favorite teams to bet on for the last year. 
he's been betting on the Chiefs. He's been losing a lot. Uh, Not if you take a money line. That's correct. Uh, so, J-Rob, you don't want any part of teasing the Broncos down uh, to three and a half? No, because I just don't like I don't like teasing and still needing to cover more than a field goal. That's the only problem. Because the Broncos could hypothetically play a bit of a sluggish game, you know, be up 20 to 10, and then Zach Wilson gets the touchdown with 55 seconds left, and all of a sudden you lose. So I certainly think there's no way the Jets win that game, but I don't want to open myself up to the backdoor cover. I see so you care of your rocking with uh with the boy Patty Mahomes. Um, they were pretty good about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I've got one for you guys later, but uh, anything else you like, J-Rob, or Jerry, you want to get to yours? Let me save, let me save my, like, stock, you know, spread picks for, for after, after we, you guys. Yeah, all right. So here, all right, let me start here with my upset. This is not so much a team that I like to win so much as I don't like the other team to win that is favored. I don't really know why the line is what it is. It's a field goal game. I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons are three-point underdogs to the New York Giants. I really don't understand that line. The Giants have not shown me anything lately. Even Saquon's been struggling to get it going. I love Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan's slinging the ball to him and Calvin Ridley as usual. Um, the Atlanta defense is shaky, but as we all know, Atlanta loves to play in these close games, not so much with the Bucs. But, uh, I mean, they're on the road. It's a 1 o'clock game. Um, most people think it's kind of a snoozer. The Falcons, the Giants, I feel like it's going to be one of those, like, the seventh game you're tuning into on red zone. Um, and I like the Falcons' chance of going in there and getting the upset. Oh, hey, yeah, I had that one earmarked. I had that one earmarked. I, I just think home field doesn't necessarily matter when your fans hate your team at the moment. And uh, I, I just think there's a... You could you could toss a coin in the air and see who's winning that one. So I didn't love the board for upsets this week, and, and that was the one I was looking at most so, most likely. The one thing I will say, Jerry, is our boy Danny Dimes has been playing some great football, top ten quarterback for PFF. Yeah, He's looking good. And do you want to go against our boy? That's the only thing I didn't like is going against Danny Dimes. This is this is, this is the prove it season for him. Make or break. He's been yeah, proving no, it. This week, this week with this line, I mean, I got to go against him. Um, they played close against Washington. I like, I like Atlanta going on the road. Atlanta's got to show me something. Although, still, Atlanta hasn't been the same since the Pats came back in that game. Jerry, Jerry, I'm backing you into a corner here. You can't possibly take both the I still believe in Daniel Jones line and the I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to that's beat. That's not true. That, that's not true at all. I'm saying I like the line for the Falcons this week on the road. I think they have a good shot to go into New York. Just because I like Danny Dimes doesn't mean I can't be rooting against the Giants every single week. I love it when the Giants lose. I love picking against them. I hope the Falcons go in there and win by 20. But if you <laughs> so, believe in Danny Dimes as the yeah. future of this team, there is absolutely no chance he can lose this game. Like this well, is an okay. I can still believe in him as the future of this team and hope that they lose every game that he's not the future, so they have to rebuild again from zero. Like I can still I mean, I hope. I think it's a Tannehill situation where if you get him on a different team, he'd be a lot better. I've been saying that about the Giants. For the past two years, Tosh. We'll see. Like, get, get Danny Dimes out of New York. See what this man. He's a Peter. So Tannehill wasn't the most prolific. Tannehill wasn't the most prolific turnover machine in the history of football before he came to the Titans. No, well, he that's Zach good. Wilson now, so I'm not too worried about Danny <laughs> Dimes. All right, so Jerry, let me just throw one more though your way. If if the Rams are your Super Bowl pick, why not take them as the upset at home against Tampa Bay? Uh, 
one man's name, and his name is Tom Brady. Thou shall not. You don't want to bet against your Tom. boy. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm I like, know, I'm, I'm I know like, you'll be rude. Dude, you know, know you'll be huge soft spot you, for me. Yeah, yeah. You I know, know you'll be sitting football. there in your Bucks hat and your in your Tom Brady Pats jersey and be pulling hard. So, yeah, for the right. record, for anyone listening, I don't own any Bucks gear, but I do have a soft spot for yeah. them. Um, Tosh, you want to hit me with your lock, or I'll finish up with my ups or my lock. Uh, give me your lock, and then I'll give you my uh, my two pick. What's your right. lock this so week? my Jerry? lock of the week this week. I'm stealing a page from your book. A four point game, a team at home. I got the Dallas Cowboys over the Philadelphia Eagles money line. Here's why. I think they're better than four points, but I'd rather just play it safe on the money line. I think the Eagles are vastly overrated this season. I think the Cowboys aren't getting enough love. We saw how they played the Bucks. Uh, they just got the win this week. I mean, Dak Prescott looks like he's fully back healthy, lighting it up. Um, I, I really don't understand this line at all. I'm, I'm actually tempted to take them to cover this game. Um, I, before the official picks are made, I might switch this on the graphic to, uh, to cover, not just on the, uh, the money line here. I like that. I think the Cowboys are a better team. I think people that got high on the Eagles after beating a sorry Falcon team week one, and then I don't know if you guys watched that Niner Eagle game, but the Eagles looked horrible, uh, especially in the second half. They didn't do anything. So I think the book's kind of out on Hurts. The Cowboys have looked better, uh, especially defensively. So I, I, I do like that pick, Jerry. I'm, I'm not making that pick, but uh, I do like it. I'm, and I, w- I do want to add on, it's rare for me to give the Cowboys any love. Everyone knows that I love hitting on the Cowboys and Giants. Um, so... But I, but I, I mean, they've shown me enough where I think they, they can cover this, cover this line. Here's where you're going to run into problems. And if the Cowboys win this week, maybe I start considering it moving forward. But for the past year plus, every time any of us have thought we had the NFC East figured out even a little bit, it's just gone the completely opposite direction the next week. So I think at one point, we thought each of the four teams was the odds on favorite to take home the division crown well, last year. And we just me, never figured it out. And I'm just not so let sure. Let me put the brakes on that one just for a second here. The Cowboys would have run away with that division last year had Dak been healthy. So yes, we all had the four True. teams winning the division last year, but I, I mean, Dak's by far the best quarterback in that division. The Cowboys were the best team last year when he was healthy by far. Their offense was explosive. Now their defense has actually improved. I mean, I, I, I think they're going to run away with this division, especially now that Fitzmagic is, is down for the Washington football team because, you know, I love their defense. Yeah, I mean, you're, nothing you said is wrong. We just we also had the boy, <laughs> the boy Doug Peterson still in this division last year. So I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily think Sirianni's a savant of any kind, but you never know if he might have some tricks up his sleeve for this one. Yeah, I'm out on him. I'm not that worried about it. So, uh for some reason, I, I, you know, for all the reasons listed out, I have the Cowboys, even though I usually uh, don't like betting in their favor. I like seeing them lose, too. All right. Gary's rocking with the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Let me get to my lock and upset of the week. Uh, I, so I, for my lock, I was, I was considering a few things, uh, but I, I came to the conclusion, and, and you guys thought you are going to get through this whole pod without any Pat Mahomes slander for me. And uh, we've reached that point in the pod. That dude looked horrible on Monday Night Football. He no, he barely beat the Browns. He, he made one horrible play. He did not look horrible. 
He had a great he game apart from one worst, bad play. He made one of the worst plays I've ever see, ever seen. The Chiefs never cover. I have no idea why they're favored by six and a half against the Chargers. The Chargers defense is good. They're going to keep them in the game. The Chargers have a great secondary, a good pass rush. Herbert's going to be able to sling it. It's gonna, it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a field goal game. If you know anything about this, this is outrageous. It's gonna be a, a field goal game. So I, I'm taking as my lock of the week, Chargers plus six and a half in Kansas City. Uh, I love that bet. The Chiefs are. There's no way the Chiefs cover that. Uh, and then for my upset of the week. This was a tough one for me. I, I didn't like that many of the picks. Um, not Definitely not taking the Packers. I, as we said, I, I like the Cowboys over the Eagles. Not taking Jacob Easton on the Colts. Not taking the Bengals. Uh, so that brings me to uh, Saints Pack. And Saints, uh, last time I watched them, they uh, killed the Packers. And uh, the Packers you weren't watching this week. The, the Pats the Pats lost to the Dolphins led by one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play in Tua Tagovailoa, and uh, the the Pats are favored for some reason. So I'm going to take the Saints. I think they were bound. Hopefully they get some of those coaches back who were out due to COVID. Um, and I think that they have a better game. I, I could see the Pats winning, but I, I think this is more of a pick 'em. I'll take the three points. I like the Saints on the road going up to Foxborough. Getting a win up in Foxborough. So I've got Chargers plus six and a half and Saints money line plus 135. Thoughts on those picks, guys? All right, J Rob. I want to take this one because as a Pats fan, obviously we hate it. Um, but I did say earlier on in the pod that we don't know what this Pats team is yet. And as a non Pats fan, I don't hit the value play of plus three when we saw the Saints put the hurt on the Packers and then get whooped by the Panthers. We don't really know what they are either. Um, I think it's the line should be more around one for the Pats rather than three. They're getting a home field goal advantage. Um, I'm going to give it to you, Jerry. I would disagree. That's Vegas. Well, that's Vegas saying it's a pick them because typical home field advantage is about three points. But the main point I want to cover here is that Bill Belichick is currently sitting in the lab salivating over what he's going to do to Jameis Winston on Sunday. I mean, you want to talk about looking atrocious out there, Tosh? It was not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had a 131 passer rating on Sunday night. Jameis Winston was the worst quarterback on an NFL field, not named Zach Wilson this weekend. He got completely hoodwinked by the Panthers defense. He threw an even more inadvisable pick than the one Mahomes threw, maybe, maybe not regarding situations. But I think, I think like reckless three touchdown, four interception. Jameis is back and Bill is just dreaming of the looks he's going to throw at him all game to throw him off. So I don't, I just don't, I don't, it is a field goal game either way, potentially. And I don't, I don't feel confident about the saints. I, I think if I had to bet on this game, I bet the Pats, but it's not a game that I feel good about either way. And that's exactly why I'm taking, taking the saints because two Pats fans are not super confident. And uh, I, I think, it, I think it'll be a good game. Who knows who will win, but. I like the points there, and uh, and yeah, all right, uh, Jerob, you got anything else uh, NFL that you want to get off your chest here? Man, uh, well, if we're sticking in a betting direction here, uh, I like the Raiders this week. Um, regardless of who's under center for Miami, I like laying three and a half against the Dolphins with potentially Jacoby Brissett under center. Um, Wait one sec, Jerob. I, I like that as well. Uh, that was almost going to be my lock, 
But uh, there's just something fishy there. Why are the Raven? Why are the Raiders only favored by three and a half over what could be two hour percent? Like, that's, I don't this know. This is a I classic, think, classic Vegas trap game. <laughs> this is a classic Raider letdown game. This is the most classic Raider letdown game ever. Other uh, fans are talking Super Bowl. They come home. They lose twenty to sixteen to two. It's not out of the question at all, and. If you guys remember the Raiders Dolphins game from last year, uh, that 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 should make you as nervous as anything. Uh, so I don't I don't disagree with your juju points there, but just based on what we've seen on the field from these teams, these two teams so far, that's how this one should play out. So if you're you know if you're backing me against the wall with what's left on the board, I like that one. And I think if I had to pick an upset of the week, especially one that's still on the board. I would have gone with your team, Tosh, uh, going on the road and getting three and a half. If you made this line a few weeks ago, there's no way it would have been Niners by three and a half. And frankly, the Niners haven't really done anything that's impressed me so far either. So that's a pick of just saying like in prime time, Aaron Rodgers goes and crushes someone's dreams. And I've seen that a few times before in my football life. So I, w- I have no reason to doubt that it could happen here. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I'm just too too uh just jaded about my own team that I, it's just impossible for me to actually know how good we are but uh bad man is he played all right so maybe he'll uh play a little bit better next week and, and we'll go into santa clara and get that win don't think i'm going to that game but uh that should be a good one um anything else anything else this week jay robin i, kn- I know you're you're a smart guy you want to make our our uh, listeners some money so anything else that uh you want to bet on that i want to bet on uh no but i think i want to tell everyone out there that if you're thinking about betting on seahawks vikings that's probably the worst idea i've ever heard you're a true degenerate and you should seek help because that is the most scary stay away football game i've ever seen i think with those two teams with the Mike Zimmer factor evergreen tweet from Kevin Clark. The Seahawks have literally never played a, a normal football game. Something weird is going to happen in that game. And we should all watch because it's absolutely going to be spectacular, but there's no way you should put even a like half a penny on that game. That's going to be wild. Couldn't agree anymore about that one. Couldn't agree anymore. Love so right it. before we get out of here is when I sneak in the Ryder Cup. Let's go USA. Oh, hell yeah. Huge <laughs> tilt against, against Britain, against England, against the Brits. Once again, we got to take it on our home turf. Got to defend Brooks Bryson, put that aside. Uh, I'm very excited to see, uh, see how this plays out now that fans are back. No, it's stoked for the Ryder Cup. I mean, the Ryder Cup is one of the most underrated sporting events out there. Uh, golf in general is something that it's hard to get into if you don't play it, but a lot more people have been playing it since the start of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I'll own don't that. Right I know oh, golfer. So, <laughs> so, uh, as, as one of those pandemic golfers myself, I've been way more into the sport for the past I'd uh, say 18 so months or so. You're and, the problem. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I think you're being a, a typical golf elitist right now, Jerry, is what I would argue in response. No, no, I'd welcome you in my foursome, but anyone not in the foursome is just an asshole. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very stoked to watch this. Uh, it's uh, one of the only, I mean, aside from the silly match play event they do in March, this is really the only time you get to see the golfers essentially play golf the way average guys do on a Sunday and couldn't be looking forward to it anymore. It's going to be an absolute treat for four straight days in Wisconsin. 
I'm pumped for that. On the shores of Lake Michigan, Whistling Straits, Kohler, Wisconsin. And uh, I'll, I'll be over there next week for uh, Packers, Steelers, and Wisconsin, Michigan. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, guys, it was good podding with you today. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next time we, we can all pod together and make sure to check out all of J-Rob's work over at uh, Love Letters to Baseball. We're going to need to pod soon about that too, J-Rob. Baseball playoffs are coming up uh, as well as Tuesday morning blitz. So, uh, guys, it's good talking today. And for now, TV Sports is signing off the mic.